This is The Varsity, a sports podcast from The Record North Shore, your nonprofit local news site. Howdy, folks, and welcome to the latest episode of The Varsity Podcast, podcast where we discuss everything involving North Shore High School sports. From Friday Night Drive, I am Michael Gojek here with The Record North Shore founding member, Joe Coglin. We're going to get you all caught up on playoff football, talk some uh, big games and then previews. We got some uh, conversations going on about uh, championships and the rest of the fall playoffs happening right now. A lot going on right now. Uh, Joe's actually on his way right now currently to cover a, a new Trier uh, sectional volleyball uh, game. So a lot of playoffs going on right now, a lot of, uh, a lot of sports going on right now, Joe, but a really fun time of the year. Yeah, it's a great time of the year. Uh, keeps us busy and, um, Really exciting, really exciting stuff. All right, we're going to do our usual four-quarter format. Uh, first quarter, we are going to recap playoff games from both Loyola and Nutria football. And the second quarter, we are going to have a Nutria girls volleyball interview. In the third quarter, we are going to have Way or No Way, our weekly guessing game. And then in the fourth quarter, we preview week two of the high school football playoff season. Just a quick reminder that you can subscribe to the podcast anywhere that they're available. Make sure you like us. Give us a nice little uh, subscription uh, review as well. We always appreciate the kind words and spread the word as you are at these football games and everywhere other uh, sporting events you're at um, during the week and during the weekend. But why don't we get things started here? Uh, we'll start off by uh, talking some playoff football for both Loyola and Nutrier. Um, we'll start off with, uh, let's start with the good news, and that's Loyola um, taking down Downers Grove South uh, 44 to nothing. We kind of expected this result um, from the Ramblers in their opening uh, week matchup. Um, really just controlled the game from the beginning. Never The offense never punted in the game. Um, there was a running clock with about a minute left um, in the third quarter. Um, Joe, I mean, it, it just, uh, it, it, might, it might seem like uh, this is a pretty easy thing to say, but I mean, they, they just took care of business against the team they should have taken care of, care of business against. Yeah, and it looked really just like a, you know, effortless. And, of course, there's a lot of effort that goes into it. But um, just watching a little bit of that game, it was like, hey, it looks like Downers Grove's moving the ball a little bit. Oh, wait, it's 21 nothing. Loyola was just able to do what they did uh, very, very efficiently, very effectively. They knew what they wanted to do, and they executed it. I do think there were some mistakes on their part, which – I think I'll acknowledge after the game, but um, our scores were pretty, pretty close to what we thought it would be. You should have stuck with that shutout, Mike. And uh, yeah. it was, uh, you know, a very efficient, a very effortless looking victory for the Ramblers and what you expect out of a one versus 32. Yeah. I mean, it seems like, I mean, the Ramblers amassed 359 uh, net yards compared to the Mustangs 156. I mean, they had 19 touch first downs, no, 19 touchdowns. That'd be insane. Uh, seven first downs <laughs> for um, seven first downs for um, the Mustangs. Um, I mean, you had Sterney um, really put together another good performance, 15 for 19 for 184 yards, two scrambles. For 33 yards, McRegan got back in there 16 times, rushing for 108 yards. Um, so it just seems like the, I mean, and obviously defensively you have a shutout there. I mean, um, it just seems like everything was really rolling, and that's kind of 
um, that's kind of a good way you kind of want to get started um, in the postseason, especially like they had a one point win over Mount Carmel to end the regular season. So good to kind of get all the all the engines kind of going um, as they uh, face a tough Naperville Central team um, in the second week here. Yeah, like you said, they're going to need it um, going forward. You know, they're after a week, usually it's after maybe two weeks, the road starts getting super difficult in, in a class like 8A, the highest class. Uh, but, you know, going to Naperville Central in week two, and we're going to talk plenty about it, is no nothing to sneeze at. So it was nice to see it get going. Their running game was really effective with Regan. He looks, um, I'm sure he's not 100%, but he looks close to it. Um, getting 16 touches there. Um, they got some good carries out of uh, Kyan Riggs. Um, he had two scores, and he looked really nice. He, he looked really good um, in scoring those touchdowns and, and Sterney running the ball. So he also completed some nice passes of, throughout the game. So it's their defense also, like you said, a shutout. Um, uh, I know they had a fumble. One was, a, one was an Aaron snap, but um, just a lot of pressure all the way around. Uh, Downers Grove South running back is really talented and they they just stuffed them so a uh, really good performance all around um, and like I said efficient which was nice it made it they made it look effortless and uh, they're it's, it's nice to see that um, they're looking like an like a well-oiled machine in the postseason yeah definitely all right that's enough of that game let's move on over now to New Trier where they took on Maine South for the second consecutive week um, and uh, fortunately had their season come to an end, uh, losing 51-7, to playing on Friday night. Um, I was out there on Friday night. I know, uh, Joe, I think you were out there too. Um, what a brutal night for football. I mean, obviously, you got to keep on playing and that kind of stuff, but um, just weather-wise, I mean, just a brutal day. Not really much you can do um, passing-wise. It was basically just run, 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 and um, obviously, Maine South has turf, but um, still stuff, a tough performance, regardless what the conditions are, but um, especially in a downpouring rain for three hours, um, um, Nutri just couldn't, couldn't really uh, keep up with Maine South here in uh, the opening round of the playoffs. Yeah, to, to even play with Maine South and compete in that game, Maine South very talented, we know that. Um, they were going to have to play with a ton of physicality, and they were going to have to play with a ton of energy and do that all that good stuff on top of um a near perfect x's and o's performance and i mean the rain <laughs> that stunk man that weather was terrible sideways yeah. rain it, it stopped for a good what do you say two and a half minutes there for a while and then it started harder <laughs> in the second half uh it was not easy and it's certainly not easy to tackle a ball carrier like mike sajenko when he knows where he's going and you don't in the rain because one cut and he's gone in that rain. There's no room for error. Um, you got to really be better than him and, you know, stop him in his tracks, be faster. And obviously, you know, there's not many people in the state who are. So um, his explosiveness and um, agility was amplified by those conditions, I feel. And uh, he just took it to, New Trier and so did Maine South. They weren't going to take their foot off the gas because they found out what happened the week before when New Trier put on a comeback effort. Um, so, and, and they kept it on all the way through the third quarter. Yeah, I mean, uh, Maine South had 362 total yards of offense in the first half. I mean, it was basically our biggest fear of what could possibly happen. I mean, um, the defense just wasn't able to really keep up with 
the main South offense, like you mentioned, Sajanko running away for a 20 yard touchdown, um, really foreshadowing the kind of performance that he's going to have. Um, he had six rushing touchdowns for Maine South. I mean, um, based on what we were talking about, what we've seen early from this season uh, from this team, I mean, um, the defense just essentially could not keep up. Um, and then with the offense only scoring seven points in a tough rainy conditions, and you couldn't really pass that much. Um, I mean, there was only so there wasn't really much uh, that Trevian's offense could do to really keep up with um, a really high scoring Maine South offense there. Yeah, I don't know what they could have done. I guess there's some things you could have tried. You should have tried a little to be a little more acute in certain aspects of your passing game. Um, even though it's so difficult, maybe try to play here and there. Maybe get the sophomore McCarrion in there because he's faster than uh, their their main tailback Jack Cummings. But I mean, those are those are pie in sky dreams. You know, I, I don't think that anything uh, would have uh, spurred a comeback effort. Um, even Jackson, Jack Cummings had a, a nice day on the ground when he did touch the ball. He gained some positive yards, but uh, they were so behind the sticks all day that uh, very difficult to do much of anything. Yeah, so not really much you can take from this game. But, Joe, I mean, obviously, we looking into the season kind of had high hopes for Nutrien. Obviously, making the playoffs is nothing to sneeze at, getting back into the playoffs. But um, just the way that the season kind of went and um, losing the way that they did the last couple of weeks. I mean, um, looking back on the Nutrien football season, I mean, how would you kind of characterize it? I don't know if you want to give it a grade or whatever. But, um, I mean, how would you just kind of characterize this Nutrien football season? Um, and just what have you kind of learned that kind of um, makes you think about or makes you well wonder about what the team is going to be like next season? Yeah, you know, if you want me to give it a grade, I, I might give it a C plus or a B. And a lot of that, and, and no offense to the guys who, who gave it their all out there on the defensive end, but their defense, there was a ton of turnover. We had uh, last year's defense had a lot of upperclassmen, a lot of seniors. And they had an all-stater in Brody Roth who made like 100 tackles in six games. He was everywhere. And to replace that, to replace the leadership they had at the other outside linebacker with Nancy, at the cornerback, Luke Jackson, they had, they had, a, they had a lot of guys. Um, do really nice things as seniors um, for that 5-1 and one squad. And um, they did their best to plug holes, but they, they couldn't do it. It was, you know, and I, I their offense was, maybe the most explosive we've seen uh, for Nutrier in years. I mean, they threw, I think Nevin Kremiscoli threw for 2,500 yards. Um, I think Finn Cohen probably had, I don't know, 25 catches, six touchdowns. Kirkpatrick probably had 40 catches around there. And then once he got involved in the six balls a game. So um, it was a really nice senior class. Jack Cummings had, he had to be close to 800 yards from scrimmage and uh, probably 10 TDs. Um, he scored five in one game, didn't he? No, they scored five in one game. Anyway, um, so they had a lot of performance. Their offensive line, Luke Elias, um, and those on the other side just beat um, and really performed that running game, really got going against certain opponents. So a lot to be proud of there. I really just think their defense couldn't keep up with some of the elite teams, and it had to do with experience on the field against experienced teams like Maine South, Barrington, Evanston. And uh, they were out, out experienced and outmatched a little bit. Um, I think it could have gone different ways for Nutria too. I think they could have won the Glenbrook South game. I think they had a pick on a fumble that could have done it. I think those teams were probably evenly matched. So, you know, uh, you play that game a hundred times, it's, it's going to be close to 50, 50. 
Uh, I think they were pretty close with Barrington, too, and lost that one. Um, and just overpowered by Maine South and Evanston. Um, early woes hurt them all season. There's a lot of things to look at, I guess, as I'm reminiscing through the whole season. But um, I think they could have gotten maybe to 6-3, and three, but that'll happen. And, uh, you know, you, you, you fight through it, and I do think they fought through it in a lot of tough spots. Yeah, definitely. Obviously, uh, great season making the playoffs, getting back in there. But um, congrats to them on the end of a good year. And before we move on over to the second quarter, Joe, I would be remiss if I didn't say that Evanston uh, sleeper pick did not uh, really go well in the first uh, first round over there. I was uh, a bit surprised by Plainfield North. Good on them um, taking it to Evanston. We've seen in the past four weeks Evanston's a powerhouse uh, offensively, and um, Plainfield North come down. You know, to be honest. Seeing that score makes me wonder what Maine South is going to do. I think that might be a bit of a game. Of course, Maine South the favorite, but Plainfield North might be able to give them one. All right, so let's move on over now. We'll get back to football here in the fourth quarter, but let's go to the second quarter now where we are joined uh, by a volleyball uh, member of the New Trier volleyball team. Um, We'll take a listen as they break down what happened here after their sectional final game against Friend. We are listening to new Trier volleyball coach Hannah Shea after the three-set loss to Fremd uh, in the sectional final. Um, Fremd's moving on to the super sectional, and we talked to Coach Shea about the difference in Wednesday night's matchup and the special season that was for the Trevians. Never fun to end the season. Um, you guys fought back, but what, what was it about them tonight? It seemed like they were really... No, uh, um, I thought... We game plan well. Our girls were executing for the most part our game plan, and I thought that's a very seasoned team. We had zero players out of 16 who have played in a playoff game for this season. So I thought the girls did an amazing job adjusting and feeling pressure and playing well, making adjustments. So just part of our team, part of the fight. Obviously, the, we wish for different results, but you know that we know that that's a pretty special team over there with 12 seniors and right. You know, honestly, CC is the only one who actually knew what a playoff game was. Like the rest of my girls, were like, don't we have to win conference to get into playoffs? And it's like, oh, and CC never played, right? She she was a sophomore right. the last time she was at a playoff game. So to have these girls come in and, and fight like that, I'm so proud of them. Speaking of their outside Ryland, uh, wow, she's, a she's really good. Yeah. Obviously, you, you knew about her. Was there, is there much you can do against somebody that talented? Yeah, we, our goal is to get a more out of system, so to put it. And, you know, for, for parts of the game we were able to, I thought we served off and got them out of system a lot. Yeah. Um, and just, yeah, I mean, we did our best to put up a good block and try to defend around her before we get there. And when your team gets on a roll like they did that second set, uh, it's pretty impressive, too. You guys really fought back. Um, what, what can you say about that second set? You know, one of the things we have to convince them because they played so well against Loyola uh, in the last Did match, we, we had to convince them that we could win and believe that we could. And I think the girls bought in and came in ready to fight. And I think that, that we, we showed that. And then I don't know how many seniors. I know Cece and I know um, six Kara. Seniors. Six? Six seniors. What were these girls all about, these seniors? Five juniors and two freshmen. Right. Two, well, five sophomores and two freshmen. So these senior, the seniors, CC, Kara, et cetera, what are they all about? Why are they special to this program? I think they're just, they're just 
worked really hard for the team. You know, I think we have really many selfless players who are willing to do many different roles to make adjustments to what our personnel needed. And I'm really proud of the way some of these seniors were able to step into various different positions to balance our team up. And as you mentioned, the sophomores and, and the juniors going forward, this, this is valuable experience, right? Absolutely. And we wanted them hungry to see what playoffs feels like because we had to tell them this is nothing like club. This is nothing like playing for your school, for the pride of your school. And I think they've got a taste of that this run. And hopefully they come back more hungry next year. Okay. okay. Thanks, as always, for joining us. Always good to get insight and analysis every single week. Let's go on over now to the third quarter where we play our weekly game of way or no way, our weekly guessing game of uh, way or no way of, you know, guessing whether something can happen, something cannot happen. Joe and I go back and forth every single week. Um, so let's get things started here, Joe, with uh, way or no way. You're at the, getting ready to go to the new Trier Girls Volleyball game, and we just heard back from um, a member of the team. But way or no way that this uh, new Trier Girls Volleyball team has what it takes to compete for a state title. Yeah, I mean, I'll find out here in a bit as I'm sitting in the parking lot waiting for this game. But if they win tonight, and this tonight is um, Wednesday against Fremd, who's a very good team, third seed, but they only have two losses, I believe. Um, I think they're going downstate, but I don't think they have what it takes to win the whole thing. I think they're a, a really nice, really good team. Um, but I think we got some other powerhouses waiting in the wings here, um, state favorites. So, um, I think get it done here tonight. I think they can get it done in the sectional as well. Um, but I don't think they'd win a state championship. So I'll say no way. Uh, yeah, I think I'll agree with you there. I think uh, without knowing obviously what happens tonight, um, I think the program that the team does have what it's take to get down to state, but um, winning a state championship um, might be a little bit of a tall task, but I would not be surprised at all. They win tonight and um, move on and play for a state uh, title in the final four. But Let's move on over now where the new Trier girls hockey team, field hockey team um, won their 15th title uh, for the school. Um, way or no way, Joe, that the new Trier girls field hockey program is a top program at the school. Oh, good one. Love it. Oh, man. You know, 15 titles in their history, which I believe includes a couple in the 70s, um, but a ton of titles in the 2000s when it, it's really been them and Lake Forest just switching off every year since 2013, 2003, they got a three-peat in there. They got a, a this is their so this is the second three-peat. Actually, if you can, 2018, 19, skip 20 and 21. Um, best program, you got swimming, you got tennis. Um, man, you really put me on the spot. Golf, uh, I just, you know, since I just talked to coach over there, uh, you know, she's got um, uh, she's got my favor right now. So I'll say, yes, that is the best Trevian program, field hockey, in their 15 state titles. Yeah, I think I'll agree with you there. I think there are a lot of good, successful programs, obviously. I mean, girls tennis, what is it? Look, the record, like 15 straight sectionals or something like that, or even more. But um, it's just the state titles that really uh, makes the difference here. Um, so I do think that uh, I'll go away here. I think that they um are the top program but obviously that can change at any minute but for the moment now um in the uh in the wake of winning a championship i think i'll go away there all right we got girls swimming and diving sectionals happening this weekend 
Way or no way that the Loyola girls swimming and diving team can win their sectional this upcoming Saturday. I think so. They're pretty deep too, from what I've seen. Um, and uh, they got some top performers. So um, I don't remember if they're in the same sectional as a couple decent um, of their conference schools, but anyway, uh, I think they can. I think it's a way. I think they're going to put together some good performances and, uh, you know, compete for some medals at state too. I think I'm going to go no way here. I think Loyola is very good, but I think it's just hard to uh, compete against um, compete against Nutrier. Obviously, they are very dominant in that sectional. Oh, I didn't know um, Nutrier was in the sectional. I thought you were <laughs> setting uh, – you, you set me up. Very good. Very good. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, I mean, Nutrier is in the sectional. They're all uh, both in uh, the Nutrier sectional. Um, I do think Loyola will compete, though. I think it will be very competitive. I think GBS will be. I, I don't think it will be um, a Nutrier runaway as we're kind of used to. Um, but I do, and I, but I do really do think Loyola and GBS will compete um, for that spot. But at the end of the day, I think as we've talked about in the past. Um, their depth is really going to come up there. So uh, no way that they win the sectional, but they definitely will have a lot of uh, state representation um, next weekend. All right, we got cross-country state taking place this upcoming weekend. So where no way, Joe, that Nick Falk will win an individual state title for New Trier Boys cross-country. Quick, Nick. Oh, man. Uh, he's having a heck of a, pardon the pun, run here um, at the end of his cross-country career. He'll go on to do um, track as well, but uh, he's sectional winner. He's a conference winner. Um, I think he won the sectional by a good 15 seconds, maybe 12, um, over Loyola's Spencer Werner. Um, did you ask if he's going to win a state title? Yeah. Oh, man, that's so hard um, down at Detweiler. I will say, let's have some fun. Let's say, wait, let's say Nick gets it done. Always oh, a tough race he's, he's going to be um competing with the best of the best of course and um they all want that trophy so it's going to be competitive i i think i think nick can get it done yeah i think i'll agree with you there i mean finished second in the sectional obviously a top time um i think he could be able to do it i think obviously when you do uh these kind of meets where uh, you have to travel somewhere and compete down state i think it's uh um yeah, I get used to the course and that kind of stuff. And I think it can work out in his favor. So um, I agree with you. I think I'll go away there um, as well. I think he can win an individual state title. All right, final question, way or no way? Uh, way or no way that the New Cheer Girls Country Cross Country team can win a state title as a team? No way. Um, I don't think they're quite there this year. Uh, they put together a nice sexual performance, I believe, um, and conference one, but um, I don't think they have uh, the, the top level performers to uh, really get that score, that extra push. It'll need to get to a state title. So no way. Yeah, I think I'll go no way with you too. Obviously able to finish second in that sectional, but uh, as a team, they have a lot of depth, but I don't know if it's quite enough um to win a state title unfortunately but obviously we'll have a lot of great performances uh taking place over the weekend all right let's move on over now to the fourth quarter where we'll start off with uh some championship talk before you cruise on over and preview a big loyola naperville central football game this upcoming saturday but joe i know you said that you had the chance to be um out there covering um field hockey a state championship 15th in new trier girls field hockey uh history i mean just what was it like 
um, being at the game and uh, watching them uh, be able to, to uh, beat OPRF? I mean, it was it was it was domination, and uh, maybe not exactly what you expected. Um, after OPRF dominated Lake Forest the day before, and I did, that surprised me a lot. I thought for sure we were going to see another rematch of of the Scouts and Trevs, um, but OPRF took care of Lake Forest three 0 for the you know, and, and OPRF also beat Lake Forest and Nutrier during the regular season. So going into that game, I was ready for uh, a bit of a a slobber knocker to use a 1960s term. Maybe that's the fifties, but um, <laughs> it was, it was dominating uh, for, for Nutrier. They really were, you know, before the postseason, we covered them when they played Lake Forest and the coach said like, we're ready for the postseason. Like we're, we got it all put together. We're battle tested. And she was right. They just, they took that challenge and just conquered it immediately Two two goals in the first quarter in field hockey. That sets the tone, you know, think of it you know like a soccer match two goals right away that you're in a hole and um they never let uh, the huskies really climb into it in any sort of in any sort of real fashion and they added two more in the third quarter to really bury them so uh it's quite a team nutria put together this year and they really built up they went through some adversity losing to lake forest OPRF during the regular season and taking a uh, a road trip where they lost all three of the games um, out on the East Coast. So uh, they learned a lot and they built and they built and they built a championship team. And that's got to be really satisfying. Uh, I could hear in the coach's voice, uh, Stephanie Nikaza, uh, really satisfying to come out victorious after after those bumps and bruises early on. So pretty cool stuff from that program. Yeah, definitely. So congratulations to them for winning uh, another state title out of title town with that program. Um, but congratulations to them, especially after a COVID year getting back to it. And um, winning the state title. All right, Joe, we've got a big matchup here. We got uh, Loyola traveling to Naperville to take play to take on Naperville Central Saturday at 1 p.m. Uh, Naperville Central heading into the game with the 73 record. Their losses uh, coming to Catholic Central, a Michigan school, 17 to 14. They lost to Nequa Valley, 20 to 17, and then lost to Naperville North, 38 to 27. Um, beat that Naperville North team last week, 28 to 16, to advance and play the 10 and 0 Ramblers. Um, really interesting matchup here. I think, uh, um, despite Naperville Central's seven and three record, I agree with what you were saying earlier. I think this is going to be a close matchup, especially it being on the road. Um, obviously, Naperville Central has a lot of talent uh, with Reggie Florima um, and uh, other players as well. Um, but what are you expecting in this matchup here on Saturday? Yeah, I mean, just for a minute on what you just talked about and uh, not, you know, this isn't what we want from the postseason once again. Obviously, we want great games to be played, but this is closer to a quarterfinal or semifinal match, if you ask me. The Naperville Central is not a 17 seed in 8A. Um, their losses, like you said, are to an 8-1 and Nequa team. Uh, their rivals in a team from Michigan and they beat, they're the only loss on the slate of Hinsdale central. They beat Hinsdale central 14 to two. Uh, they also beat Lincoln way East um, who got a, a better seed than them. So, you know, it, it's what the, it's what the numbers give you when they just spit out whatever they say at the end of the year without taking into any common sense. But I just wish we wouldn't have to play this. I also wish that Loyola would get it at home playing a 17 seed um that's of this talent um but that's also 
how they run it too. That's another thing that I think needs to be tweaked is how they run the home home schedules for the postseason. Um, but all that being said, to get to the state championship and win one, you got to beat the best teams anyway. So, you know, maybe doing it a little bit earlier, but you got to do it anyway. So we're going to have a good one here. I really, I really think so. I think Loyola is a better team, but I think it's close. And I think playing at home for Naperville Central and um, kind of that playoff energy, you know, you know, anything can happen, I think, with, with two teams of this caliber. So Naperville Central will bring a good defense. Um, I don't expect a shootout of any kind. Um, I do um, expect them to try to throw the ball a little on Loyola um, because that, you know, if we've seen it, if we've seen a little bit of a uh, weakness there, it's in the long ball on the Ramblers. So uh, that's one thing I expect them to do. And, um, you know, I'm thinking like a 16, 10 game. I won't, I won't ruin it yet, but uh, I don't expect too much scoring. I expect a real um, great playoff football game in Naperville on a Saturday afternoon. Saturday afternoon does play a bit in the favor of Loyola and it's, um, it, it's kind of convenient that Naperville uh, agreed to that. Yeah, really interesting. Obviously, Loyola playing most of its game on Saturday afternoons. Um, obviously, both sides of the ball need to be a big factor if Loyola wants to win this game. But is this a traditional game where the defense really needs to show up and stop that Naperville central offense? Or is this a game where we where we see where the offense is maybe able to pick up the slack like we kind of saw maybe a little bit against Brother Rice and um, they're able to put up a lot of points and um, maybe out uh, out to run Naperville central? I mean, um, what side of the ball do you feel like is going to be key here um, if the Ramblers want to move on to the quarterfinals? I mean, I think, I think it's going to be the defense. Um, you know, they've shined for at least, you know, the second half of the season for sure after uh, a bit, some struggles, uh, you know, Brother Rice is that good, uh, but also against Fenwick. So will we see that defense hold this team under two, under three scores? I think if we see that, we see a victory. Um, Naperville Central's scored everything from 48 points to, you know, every, you know, I think they've scored six or, or 10 or 14 in one game. So, um, they're, I think they're kind of similar in that way where they can run up points on you if they need to. And if, you know, maybe the point is a little weaker, but against strong defenses, it's more of a possession game, hold the ball and let our defense go to work and let's not make mistakes. Uh, let's manage the game because we can. We're that talented. And I think both teams are going to be able to do that. I think Loyola is going to be a little punchier in certain aspects of the game, especially on the defensive end. And I think they come out on top with just their methodical run game um, and their offensive line, which is so big. I think Mike Regan's going to have a day. I think he's going to need to with 20 touches. I think uh, Kyan Riggs is going to get in there as well. You're going to maybe see some Nemesheim as well. I think they're going to mix it up and I think they're going to want to run the ball a lot and really control that clock in Naperville. Yeah, I think it'll be really interesting. I mean, what, one of the bigger things from uh, the Naperville Central and Naperville North game is um, the Naperville North was able to get deep um, into the Red Hawks red zone, um, but only got a field goal out of it. So um, it'll be really interesting to see. I mean, we've talked about Jake Sterney. We've talked about that running game all season. Um, it's going to be really interesting to see what the offense is able to do. Um, uh, I think the weather conditions are actually supposed to be pretty pleasant on Saturday. We'll have like probably a 50 degree day, um, a nice sunshine, but um, how important is that offense um, just so it continues to do what it's, what we've kind of seen all season. Do you think we'll see that offense on Saturday? 
Yeah, I think I think they just have to move the football and sustain possessions. And the thing about focusing on your run game, which I think they're going to do, and watch how second company just prove me completely wrong and sling the ball 35 times. But you know, if 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 they want to control the clock in the run game, you got to get the first downs. And if you don't, then you're going to be off the field quickly, um, and and that's not what you want to do. So um, you got to get those chunks. You got to get six, seven yards of carry. Um, you know, they, they have one of those, uh, how do I put it, uh, run type passing games where they do those quick outs. They also have a tight end, tight ends, uh, plural, that can catch the ball and get to the sticks. Um, very, um, you know, possession type passing game they can go to as well to get those first downs, very safe throws. Um, and I think that's the type of game we're going to see. And, and that all, that's all from Sterney. Um, he's, but he's been in these situations, he's been in tough spots. I mean, Brother Rice, Fenwick were real dramatic games, and uh, he's going to be in another one, I think, from here on out. Yeah, it'll be really interesting to see what happens. Obviously, a good game coming up here on Saturday. What is your prediction for Saturday's game? I, I, it's just playing out a certain way in my head that I that, that it just feels right that Loyola is, you know, kind of going to have the lead, and it's just kind of going to go back and forth in terms of. Uh, possessions and Loyola maybe scores a couple times that's why I'm thinking like a like a 17 to, to 13 win um, I think it's going to be under 20 I I don't think they're going to run up the score either team I think Naperville Central comes to play in the postseason who who can forget their run what was that like seven eight years ago to a state yeah, title 13. So when they were six and three or something in the regular season so um, I think Loyola stops them um, but I do think it's going to be a rugged game and Loyola just has to fight this one out. Yeah, I think that would be really interesting. I think I'm going to have a uh, 21 to 10 game. I think the defense gets some some turnovers. Um, I think the defense is able to uh, control the day, kind of like you talked about a little bit earlier. And uh, Loyola will move on and uh, move on to the quarterfinals to uh, um, take on, in my prediction, Lincoln Way East just for fun, because I think that'd be a fun quarterfinal matchup. And then um, we'll see how it goes from there. But uh, both of us have the Ramblers winning, and it should be a lot of fun and a lot of interesting games here happening. But uh, make sure you are keeping up with the recordnorthshore.org for all the latest results and coverage. Make sure you're following me at Friday Night Drive as well. Um, just a quick reminder before we say goodbye that you can subscribe to the podcast anywhere that they are available. Make sure to spread the word, like us, spread um, the word either through social media or at football games that you're at. We always appreciate the kind words and subscriptions. So for Joe and I, thanks so much for joining us this week, and we will talk to you guys down the road. See ya. Thank you for listening to the Varsity uh, product of the record, northshore.org, your nonprofit local newsroom.